Hi, friends. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Love Service Wisdom Podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here. And this this week, I am bringing you just a... Um, I don't want to use the word conversation because it's just me talking and sharing some thoughts with you about this time that we're in, this COVID-19 quarantine time, this great transition or the great slowing down, as I've been calling it. Wow. Right? Wow. 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 Before I get into that, let me just say a few other things. Today is April 6th and it's Ram Dass's birthday. He would be turning 89 today. So a lot of love and a moment of connection and gratitude to one of my greatest teachers, Baba Ramdas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the Maha Mantra, the great mantra, I am loving awareness that I still use all of the time. I am loving awareness. It has sort of like a double meaning for me. Sometimes when I say it, I feel like I am that which is the consciousness of loving awareness, like I am loving awareness. And then other times when I say it, I feel like I am in the act. It's like a verb, like I am loving awareness. So sometimes it's a noun, I am it. And sometimes it's a verb, like I'm doing it. I'm in the process of from me, the channel of me projected outwards, loving all that is in my awareness. So it's fun to sort of play with it that way. Happy birthday, Ramdas. Happy, happy birthday. And I want to say thank you also to two people, Asia Andromeda and Barbara Bashan, who both recorded podcasts with me recently. And in the process of uploading Asia's podcast last week, I spilled coffee all into the back of my computer and now it won't turn on. And I've lost the recording of that podcast with her and also Barbara Bashan. Barbara Bashan is um, a therapist, I would describe her as, in this technique called that she calls quiet monkeys that works with reprogramming the mind, the brain, the biology of the brain through traumatic experiences so that the, the charge of them has been released. And I've worked with her personally and several friends and loved ones have as well. And she's super powerful. And so I had a conversation with her about that practice. And then Asia, you might remember, she was one of my first podcasts that I released back in August. She is a multidimensional channel and an intergalactic shaman and a wise woman and an incredible guide through this time. So I'm going to do my best once I get back to Boise to find somebody that can help me fix the computer and I can retrieve those podcasts, hopefully, hopefully. I've been down in Boulder, Utah for the past week or so with the kids, Maya and Benji, down at Krishna's place down here. And it's been, wow, it's been such a treat and a relief and um, a big reset as a way to connect to the earth. Boulder, Utah, it's not Boulder, Colorado. It's in Utah, down in the desert in the Grand Staircase Escalante uh, National Monument. And it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. The town population is maybe about less than 300, I would say. And to to give you some perspective, it was, at least this is what I've heard, it was the last place, last town in the United States to receive a post office. So one of the last places that a road was made to. And 
official government entities were created. So it's, it's far off the map and you don't really go here unless you're going here. And Krishna's had a place down here for the past few years that we come down to often in the um, spring and fall. It's a little too cold in the winter for sure. And the summers can get quite hot. Boulder's also where we host our spirit dive retreats that we've been leading for the past four years. So if you're curious about coming to Boulder, Utah and spending some time with us here, you can check out the retreat. Of course, we've got one scheduled for early October. And as of now, it's going to happen. But all the stuff we're taking day by day. But like I said, I've been down here with the kids and... <sighs> really grateful for the, it's almost like we've entered like little house on the prairie time where we're going on hikes and the kids are chopping wood and where they're learning like primitive earth skills along with their homeschooling that we're haphazardly putting together. At least for Benji, it feels like Maya's kind of dialed because the school that she goes to one stone has been fantastic with creating their curriculum for them. Um, and just we've taken every day, it seems, to go on at least an, a hike that's one to like three hours and just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and be with the land and the place. And it feels to me like the most potent medicine I could be ingesting during this time of, of healing this internal trauma and collective trauma that we're all, that we've all been thrust into with this pandemic that's swept across the globe and disrupted our daily lives. My studios have closed and I'm moving everything on to, into online. And like I said, the kids are with me um, every day, at least when they're not at their dad's. And it's, it's, it's a blessing. I feel very, very grateful. There's many pros, like the slowing down from all of the busyness that I was um, immersed in and quite proficient at, I would, people would ask me all the time, how is it that you do so many different things at once? And I've spoken to it a few times here on the podcast where I'm like, I don't know, I think it's just my astrology or it just kind of comes naturally. I know I make it look easy and it kind of is, but it's just sort of the way that I'm wired or I'm built. But now that I've had this opportunity these past few weeks to not be running around, I see how it's been, I've been enmeshed, enmeshed in this symptom of the hyper-masculine culture, this like doing, 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 busy, 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 go, 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 go. It's like a, a fish that can't see the water that it's in. I think that's how the busyness was for me where I felt really grateful and inspired grateful to have all the opportunities I had and inspired by the things that I was doing. But I can look at it now that I'm outside of it as sort of this like, like spreading myself so thin, right, with all these different projects and things that I'm doing, but in some ways really lacking real depth in some of them. And in this like mindset of being afraid to say no to opportunities for fear of missing out. And I think a lot of us can kind of feel that way. And so now the, the 
opportunity I've been presented with is to see the benefit of slowing down, to see the benefit of doing less and, and feeling like intuitively, I feel like what is being called for is the release of that. It's like a pendulum swing, release of the hypermasculinity and a shift towards slowing down and doing less in this feminine earth, moon, yin, lunar aspects of turning inward and letting things go to come back into balance. And I don't think I would have really been able to see it or do it otherwise, not see it for what it is. And so my hope is, I don't, I would, I don't think that things are going to return to quote unquote normal, but I'm hopeful for myself, at least that I'm going to create a lot more space for nothing and do less. And I don't, I don't want to respond to someone when they ask me how I am. Like, how are you? I don't want to say busy because busy if I say that, I'll know that I've begun to swung too far in the other direction. I want to say I feel balanced or I feel healthy or I feel, I don't know, contented, satisfied. So that's a pro. Another one is just this time to reconnect with family and friends that um, wouldn't have been afforded to me otherwise. Like this really sweet group text stream that I have with my mom and my sister and a lot of my brothers We've never done that before. And then old friends that I'm hearing from or reaching out to, or and of course, time with Maya and Benji, we get so much quality time together now. And you would think like being in a place like Boulder, where it's basically a tiny one bedroom, one bathroom, little tiny home, we call it. Um, we might get on each other's nerves or it might be hard or frustrating. And sure, there's those micro moments, but it almost feels like people have become, or we have become as a family, like sweeter and kinder and more patient and loving with each other through spending all this time together, really seeing each other and feeling each other's rhythms and what each other needs and being very polite and courteous and compassionate. So that's an added bonus. Definitely. Definitely. It's also created this um, necessity I've felt, maybe it's not a necessity, of me to offer classes online in a way that I've resisted for many, many years, doing like Instagram and Facebook live streams of my classes and offerings so that not only the students who come to the studio can take them, but all of you guys or people, you know, wherever and across the globe. And that's happened. Lots of people have reached out and said, I'm so grateful I wouldn't have never been able to make it to the studio or your class. And I just did it and it was great. So thank you for that. And so that's been good getting into those. And then of course, the the um, rest that the earth has received from humans and our busyness and movement and doing we're not running around polluting as much as we have been like nonstop, nonstop. Again, like this fish in the water can't even see like the, the depth and intensity of what we've created through our, our nonstop, nonstopness. So the relief that the earth is getting right now is incredibly, 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 incredibly priceless. I've also found that I've had a lot more time for my sadhana, for practice, for those, um, tapping into those spiritual tools that I have in my little toolkit there and grateful, huge, great, great 
thanks sending to Govindas of the Bhakti Yoga Shala because I've been turning him on every morning on his Instagram live feed and getting his Dharma talks and chanting the Hanuman Chalisa with him and then doing our Ram meditation and our loving awareness meditation. Every single morning I've been doing it. <laughs> the, the other morning here in Boulder, I usually turn it on when I'm making breakfast for the family because he's an hour behind, so he's a little bit earlier than me. So it's perfect for my morning flow, which is a little bit later than most. So anyways, I turned him on and Maya's like, here's that guy again. And he's almost become like part of our family where every morning Govindas is with us, leading us through for me while they get to hear in the background the Chalices and her chanting. I feel like he's my my spiritual Mr. Rogers. I love it so much. So thank you, Govindas, for that. And and another benefit is a deeper appreciation for my own health and my own life and taking my health really seriously and being very mindful of like, what am I doing to fortify my immune system and get enough rest and eating well and all this time in nature and sunlight and my practices that help my nervous system calm down. Lots of appreciation for that because I know that's like the greatest risk, right? That's what we're all afraid of is getting sick. So every day that I'm healthy, I'm very, very, very grateful for it. Very grateful for it. So those are some of my pros for from this time. There's others. And I'm sure that you guys might have some benefits of this time too. It's helpful to remind ourselves of what those positives are because the negatives are also there too. And if we turn our attention and focus to that, it can... I just, like even just saying that out loud, I felt like tightness and tension, this feeling of anxiety in my upper chest and throat of all those who are suffering and all of the um, insecurity, the financial insecurity that many of us, including myself, are going through because our businesses are closing or we've been laid off or we're now unemployed or we're working and trying to homeschool or we can't go to work because we have to take care of our children or we are working, we're a healthcare worker and we're overworked. That's, that's intense. That's intense for so many of us. So speaking to the pros, I don't want to negate that the negatives are there, but my intention is to honor the positives as a way to help shift myself out of anxiety. And as I've been processing this the past few weeks, like I know many of you have too in your own ways, like what's going on and how do we move through this with as much grace as possible? How do we surf the waves of this transformation instead of drowning with the sinking ship of what was? Like how do we learn to let go of the old and find a sense of equanimity and calm as we are in this unknown and also avoid this like rush to create something new just so we can have this false sense of a security again. We're really needing to stay in this void, this void of the eternal now, of this unknown, of the mystery that we're in and learn to love it. Learn to love it. Learn to love it as a cycle of existence. My teacher, Sanan Amba from the Nosara Yoga Institute when we were doing their training years and years ago, Don had um, a 
piece of paper that he put up. He would teach with these big, like, white sticky note pieces of paper that he would draw on that were beautiful, lots of colors. And there was one that was called the Cycle of Awareness. And it was, um, it's a powerful description, a simple description of the process of transformation, of the process of life cycles. I'm going to explain it to you because I think it's a, a helpful map for what we're currently in. The cycle of awareness, the first phase or a phase, number one, is normal life. Life is just going normal life day to day. Think back to like a year ago, that was normal life for most of us. And then the second phase is something occurs, there's a challenge that interrupts the balance that normal life was. So normal life is a phase, something occurs that interrupts the balance, this pandemic, or maybe it's a divorce, or maybe it's the loss of a loved one or loss of a job or an injury or an accident, some kind of challenge that interrupts what was normal. Then you're thrown into the third phase, which is a moment or period of time where it's confusion and chaos. Confusion and chaos is what we can all relate to as either being in or we're just in the state of, it's like the when, when, when the pandemic and COVID-19 and the coronavirus was first kind of emerging for us in the United States or wherever you are, there's like, how many times a day did you check the newsfeed to think like, what's going on? What are they going to say? Are, is, can I go on that travel thing? Can I have that big event? Do we have to stay home? Um, do I need to go shopping? There's a sense of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know. And they put the rules in place, but there's still a lot of confusion and chaos, like stay home, stay home or don't stay home, wear the mask or don't wear the mask. Confusion and chaos is the third stage that happens when a challenge interrupts your normal life. The fourth phase is the fertile void. The fertile void is what I feel like I'm in now. And maybe some of you are in too. And this dude maybe isn't that linear or sometimes you're in confusion and chaos, but you have moments of the fertile void and the other steps too. Like there's not just A to Z, but it's sort of like a pool or a spiral all in there together. This fertile void though is the mystery, is the unknown, is the transition space where you're moving from normal life to what will next be your new normal life, but you're not there yet and it's not defined and you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know where you'll be or who will be there or how you'll get there or what the new job will be and what the new relationship will be or any of, or any of it. It's, it's the void. It's the nothingness, but I love the word fertile that's attached to it. Feeling like it's full of richness. It's full of like the compost, manure, nutrients of life that, that in the void is the material from which the newness will evolve out of if you allow yourself this period of time or ability to be in the void and the nothingness and the letting go. So fourth phase, the fertile void. Then the fifth phase is inner resources. It's when you begin to use your inner resources. Maybe it's yoga, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's therapy, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's going on walks in nature, maybe it's spending time with your loved ones or turning to your community for assistance or advice. It's the ways 
that you, it's your practices, your sadhanas, your what you do to create for yourself a sense of calm, a sense of reconnection, a sense of reconnection to, um, mainly reconnection to something other than yourself, right? Spirits, great spirits, God, goddess, the divine, divinity, oneness, the absolutes, your inner resources, your inner resources are how you know within your heart of hearts that you're always protected. You've always been guided. You've always been loved. You've always been supported. That's what your inner resources help to get you to. So it's the use of the calling on your inner resources. Like I, every morning, start with my practice with the Bhakti Yoga Shala. That's me using my inner resources. That's me starting my day with something that I feel will help me remember what's really important and what's really true beyond the unknowing of this time that we're in as things change. So stage five, inner resources. Then stage six, through the use of your inter-resources, you begin a process of integration. Integration is is picking up the pieces and making something new again. It's it's like seeing it's like seeing the new horizon, seeing the islands you've been out to see in this void and not known where you're going. The inner resources are like your compass. And then through the use of your compass, then finally there's land again. And you're now headed towards this new land through the process of integration. Integration is maintaining parts of you, your old self, as you're allowing this newer self to become a part of you too. It's like the, it's like becoming the butterfly. And then the seventh phase is the evolution into a new state of being. So we arrive at a new state of being. We've evolved into it. And then eventually that becomes normal life. But at first it feels new. So that's the cycle of awareness. Is normal life. Challenge interrupts the balance. Confusion and chaos. The fertile void. Using your inner resources the act of integration, and then evolving into a new state of being. And I have no doubt that we are indeed all evolving individually and collectively, globally, into a new state of being. I don't think that we'll be able to go back to the old or what we used to call normal. We're creating a new normal. And my hope is that we're creating a new normal through the use of our inner resources, through the use of, through, through turning inward and returning to love and loving what is and, and really reconnecting to the earth and to us as a species and us as part of this ecosystem. I feel like that's the way, that's what's being called for. And I know that's where I'm putting my personal energy and intention is to that. And I know, you know, I don't want to make it sound easy because it's definitely not. And I have ups and downs daily or day to day. And I just allow myself to ebb and flow through that too. Sometimes I feel really confused. That's how I felt yesterday. We were on a hike and Christian's like, what's up? How are you? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel really confused. I feel like I'm, I feel like what is being 
called from from of me like when i take a higher perspective and look down is this slowing down and letting things go but i feel like i'm in the midst of still kind of being busy like i've been in the middle of all this SBA, pay pre- paycheck protection program, loan stuff, and having to get all these financials in order and like needing to be on the computer to see if I could apply it and blah, 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 back and forth. And I feel like my energy has been put into trying to bandage up this old structure that is going to die. But I also feel like I can't just let it not do anything. Like that would be neglectful. So that was my confusion. Like I don't, I don't, feel like I, I feel like I can't do this thing, but I have to do this thing, but I don't think that's the thing to do. So I don't know. I'm just aware of that too, that that's the state I'm, I'm in. Like I'm in the state of confusion right now. Other days I'm in much more of a state of peace and equanimity and trust. Other days I feel a lot of grief and sadness. The underlying essence though is hope. And I think that that hope and trust comes from the years of practice that I have done and the like unwavering connection I feel to my soul and divinity and to spirits and great spirits. And I, I trusted, I know it to be true. And so if with, from that trust, from that trust, I have hope. And I don't know where the ship is going. I don't know where we're going. You guys, I don't know. I won't pretend to know. I won't pretend to know, but I do trust. I really, really do trust in my heart of hearts that um, this is it. This is it. It feels like time to be on mission. Like we were the souls that came here to help in the transformation, like we've been talking about for years and years and years and years and years. And has like always, we've always known as been true. And I guess until now we thought it was going to be, or I did this like subtler way of doing it. It's like, Oh no, wow. It's really big and dramatic. And here it is. And okay, cool. Now I can use the sword of my intention and the sword of my attention and the sword of my compassion and the sword of my forgiveness and the sword of my love to help like fight this battle. Not that battle's the best analogy, but you know what I mean? I feel well-prepared let's say, even though parts of me feel really scared at times, especially when we think about the financial picture. Into my internal resources, my internal resources are well prepared. And I want to share those with you too, the ones that I have. And there's so many others out there, but this podcast is a way to share my internal resources and just say to you guys, it will be okay. It will be okay. I promise you. I promise you change change can hurt and change cannot feel good, but change, you don't have to look at, at it as negative. It's just the, a part of this evolution and all the feelings that come along with it, just feel them all, feel them all as you continue to evolve and surf this big wave that we're in. And I've got, um, my retreat at Esalen. It's the end of May, the spirit dive I do with East Forest, that will likely be postponed. They haven't said it was going to be postponed yet, but I think we're going to get that email soon. The spirit dive in October, we think will still happen. Fingers crossed. Yoga Fort, that was part of True Fort Music Fest to the end of March. That's been postponed till the end of September, September 25th through 27th in Boise, Idaho. So if maybe you couldn't come in March, perhaps you can come now in September and join us. 
Of course, there's this internal part of myself too that feels like even just saying plans for the future is a little bit of a joke at this point because we don't know. But let's just pretend like we do. Go along in my illusion with me for the moment that we'll have yoga for in September. And maybe we will. I've also posted a lot more on my Instagram TV and Instagram live streams. So if you aren't following me yet on Instagram, do that. It's at Marissa Rada Wepner. And I'm, I'm being diligent and trying to connect with you guys through that platform. I also offer life coaching, which I don't really talk about very much, but I have my degree in transpersonal psychology and a bachelor's degree in psychology and my um, life coaching certification. And so I do see clients on a one-on-one basis that are in transition or want spiritual guidance or want accountability for like a one-time thing that's up a peak moment, or we can do like, you know, um, six months together or a year or whatever it might be. So if you're interested in life coaching with me, you can send me a message, send me a message at, um, info, I-N-F-O at sageyogaboise.com, sageyogaboise.com. If you want to life coach with me, I've got a couple spots that I'd be willing to take on for that during this time. I've also got my 27-day yoga book. That's pretty much perfect for a home practice, you guys. It's 15 to 20 minutes daily of a short sequence that builds from kind of the basics of yoga through to the hope is that when you get to day 27, you're able to move on your mat on your own and the yoga just flows through you. And at the end of each day, at the end of each 27 days, each of the 27 days, there's um, a thought for the day that kind of breaks down some nuggets of what yoga is and how it works and why and the different pieces and branches of it. So you're learning a little bit about yoga while you're learning the embodied practice too. If you want the book, send me an email too, and I can pop that in uh, the mail for you. And it comes with 28 videos. So you get the 27-day practice and 28 separate videos, the 28th video being a yoga nidra that I lead with music played by Sheila Bringy, and it's exquisite and divine, and I love it so much. We're also doing, with my partner East Forest, the, he's doing some live streams. So if you go to his YouTube, East Forest Music, you'll find the past two that we did. One was Music for Mushrooms Live, and the other was um, just a ceremony concert sponsored by Growing Heart Sanctuary. And those are three-hour musical sets that he's playing, and I'm with him holding space for deeper inward meditative journeys or medicine journeys, if you'd like to use them for that. And then he and I did a class that's on Tree Fort Music Fest's YouTube. That's a yoga fort class. We filmed it a couple of Sundays ago where he played live music and I taught a class. So it's an hour class that's out there for you now that I thought was pretty fun to do. If you watch the video in the beginning, I forgot to turn my microphone on. So I'm quiet for the first like minute or two, but don't worry. The mic gets turned on and you didn't miss anything. I was just saying hi. So those are some resources that I've got for you that I want to offer you. But, you know, I'm also interested in what's working for you too. If you want, send me a message and let me know what those are. Let me know what those are because I'd love to learn and ingest some more and just keep, keep, keep on keeping on you guys. I love you so much. And I really, truly believe that we will 
make it through this transition for our greater good, for the greater good, for the greater timeline of all of humanity, for the ability to heal the planet and be a species on the planet that works in conjunction with oneness of all of life, that realizes its inherent nature with all of life, that we are all interconnected. That is what this is helping us to remember. We were so super delusional out of it. Even myself who thought that I like knew that and lived that way. Parts of me did, but man, other parts of me were really asleep. So I'm waking up to those parts of myself that were asleep to my interconnection and really just slowing the F down. Slow down. Do less. Do less. Don't be busy. It'd be the worst for you guys if even through all of this, you felt overwhelmed with busyness. I really hope you get quiet, peace, calm, simple joy moments, time with loved ones, time in nature, walk outside, turn your face to the sun, put your hand on your heart, a hand on your belly, and just breathe. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel the wind on your skin. Smell the spring air. Smell the spring air and be here in this eternal now moment of the present where we don't know, we don't know where we're going. Even when we thought that we did, we didn't really know. We were just making an assumption and making it up and trying to feel like we were in control or playing the tyrants, playing the Donald Trump in our own lives. Let that go and just reconnect to the earth, to your heart, to spirit, to your family, to your body, to this moment. Sending you guys so many blessings, so many blessings, blessings, peace, love. I am loving awareness. 